Welcome to Vate Village, the podcast for the Victorian Association for the Teaching of English. My name's Ernest Price and I'm the Education Officer at Vate. We use this podcast feed to spark discussion and connection within our community. I'd like to acknowledge that I'm recording today on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boomerang people of the Kulin Nation and to pay my respects to Elders past and present. This is the second in a series of episodes where we will be previewing Vate State Conference for 2020. Today I'm highlighting two of the workshops that will be running on Saturday, October 3rd. The first is with Ali Baker from Wodonga Senior Secondary College. Hello everybody and welcome to this special edition of the Vate Village podcast. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, we are doing some short interviews with the workshop leaders from our state conference. So the state conference theme uh, this year is because survival is insufficient. Of course, a great, great quote from the very prescient uh, Station 11 text, um, which I have recently had to reread, and it was a bit of a horror show to read at this at this time, to be honest. Um, had some night, <laughs> nightmares after that. Um, on the Saturday of State Conference, so October the 3rd, you're able to attend a series of live online workshops, and we're using these special episodes of the podcast to, I guess, delve into some of the ideas that will be explored in those workshops. So today I've got with me Ali Baker from Wodonga Senior Secondary. Senior Secondary, is that right? Yes, yes. Um, and her workshop session for the Saturday is entitled Scaffolding Tasks and Providing Accessibility Without Sacrificing Rigour. Uh, I love the title because I think that is probably a debate that happens constantly in English departments around the state. What inspired this session? Uh I guess I have a long history of working with um, students who have some kind of high literacy need. So whether they be students who, for whom English is an additional language or students for whom literacy is just an enormous challenge for whatever reason, perhaps a diagnosis that they have or um, perhaps their own uh, fractured history with literacy or with schooling, um, a range of reasons really. Uh, and I've, I've worked with students for whom literacy is a challenge for some time. And these students tend to see themselves, in my experience, as incapable of improvement. Um, they often seem to pitch themselves as not able to learn anything new and they often switch off in the classroom as a result. Um, but um, I've taught in a range of school settings where if you intervene, uh, if you come up with the right strategy or the right intervention, then these students can have a small aha moment where they do learn something uh, or something clicks for them. And when they, when they have that experience, that can um, foster a small inkling that maybe they can have longer term improvements. Um, and so I guess it's about <clears throat> believing that those students who we've always um, not presumed that they can't do better, but maybe just the system is working against them. And uh, we sometimes assume that something is outside of their capacity to improve. Instead, we actually see those students as able to have, as having enormous potential as being able to improve. And if we just find the right way in or the right uh, strategy for that student. And so um, I think rather than dumbing down the text choices or dumbing down 
this, the, ta the tasks that we offer to students, we want to embrace rigor. We want to make things challenging for students so that they feel that they're having a really authentic experience of improvement, just like the other students in the class that don't have those, uh, those literacy struggles. That really resonates for me. I had a, a really fantastic teaching experience a couple of years ago with a class full of students who had that sort of low learner efficacy that you were talking about. And the course that I inherited um, really did sacrifice rigor. Um, mm. The students weren't studying the same texts as the rest of the cohort. Um, and we made a really conscious choice as a team of teachers at that time to, to completely change that. Um, and it's really was one of the most rewarding experiences for me. Um, and, you know, the data showed that they improved at the end of the year, but what was much more rewarding for me was that, like you're talking about, just that that feeling of confidence that you watch grow. Um, yeah. Because, of course, those learners are, you know, despite literacy challenges, they're able to grapple with ideas. Um, yes. And it's about yeah. them, like you say, those interventions that, that really work in that space. Yeah. And literacy, having, you know, viewing literacy, when students have a deficit with their literacy, it doesn't have to be permanent. So we know with English as an additional language, it's a temporary language deficit. And then with students that have certain diagnoses, it may not be a temporary deficit, but it's certainly an issue that we can attempt to uh, intervene and put strategies in place that that enable them to perform at the same level or even beyond the level of peers that don't have those initial literacy issues. Um, it's just finding the right strategy or the right intervention for each of those students. So the session will aim to sort of hit students at when they're reading texts, how can we ensure that all the class are accessing those texts at an equal point or have equal accessibility in the texts that we choose um, and making sure that the way, the language of our instruction um, is diversified to make sure that all the students can tune into the text and have what they need to get through that text. Um, and then activities at, at a group level so how we can interact with students when they're working in smaller groups to ensure that they are as able or as equipped as the other students in their groups and then those individualized strategies as well and I guess part of the inspiration was that um, I think often schools uh, there's the answer to students that have high literacy needs is that we will work with them one-to-one -one. Mm -hmm. um, and I just don't think even though um, that might be the dream I don't think that most schools have the funds or the time or the teaching staff to be able to offer that to all of those students that have those really high literacy needs and what we really need is for all teachers to be able to develop a repertoire of skills so that they can cater for every single student in their classroom with a range of strategies or do their best to anyway. Absolutely. I can see so much in this session. I'm just thinking of myself and some of the classes I've had throughout mm. my career, whether it's students who are EAL, but in a mainstream English setting either because they've exceeded the, the allowable number of years or what have you yes. um, or in the junior years. Um, and of course, in every classroom students with those literacy needs. So I think it's going to be an extremely uh, practical session for uh, all of those people who like myself have often sort of sat there wondering how to best serve uh, students. And I think what you've just outlined is really being the most effective classroom teacher that we can be um, in terms of catering for every single student before us. So 
it's really exciting. Um, so yeah. if people want to sign up for your session, all they need to do is jump onto the VAPE website and begin the registration process. They can email me for some more information. My address is educationofficer at vape.org.au. Thank you so much, Ali, for joining us today on the podcast. Um, and I really encourage people to sign up for your session. I think that the kind of skills that you were talking about are all about making, I guess, the biggest difference we can for those students who may be disengaged uh, in our classroom as well for a range of, of really understandable reasons. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Ernest. Running as part of the same stream on Saturday, October the 3rd, is a session with Jason Jewell, experienced EAL, English and Literature teacher. Here's what he'll be looking at. Hello and welcome again to another one of our short snippets, introducing you to some of what is available at this year's Vate State Conference in our Saturday program. Here I've got Jason Jewell, who is going to give us a little introduction to his session, which will be running on Saturday, October the 3rd. The title of the session, I'm going to read it so I get it word perfect, is Supporting VCE EAL Students to Prepare for the End of Year Exam. What inspired you to, to run this session, Jason? Well, I get asked all the time by EAL teachers if I can, if I've got heaps of strategies to help them revise. And um, in the classroom, of course, you've got quite a bit of time, haven't you, in between the last sack and the exam. So I'm always, you know, filtering through my mind and working out what we can do to best focus on the skills that the kids need, which essentially I think are not content by that time of the year because because the students have, you know, grasped the content and the teachers have done a number of strategies to do it. So it's basically skills, you know, things like topic sentences and vocab and uh, grammar and, you know, focusing on those types of skills, which I think can let the EAL kids down in their exam, even though they've got something really powerful and important to say. Yeah, so I just want to enable um, teachers to give uh, their students as many strategies as possible to lift their scores in that final exam. That's all. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think, you know, that, that revision period is so anxiety fueled for both students and teachers. So it sounds like this session is going to be great for get those practical how-to sort of strategies yeah. to get students where they need to be by the end of the year. And everyone's tired by that time of the year, and it's, do you know what I mean? So, you know. <laughs> Especially this year. Yeah, I think this year's just <laughs> exceptional as a year, obviously, you know, and teachers will be struggling, I think, to find different ways to present the material. So hopefully I can give teachers some of those ways, you know, and that will help their students improve their, their skills before the exam, which we could, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, if you like the sound of Jason's uh, session that's going to be running at State Conference, please visit the VAPE website to sign up. I think you can see Jason's infectious energy uh, that comes through in every presentation that he does. And I think we all could use some of that, especially in the lead up to exams. So jump on the VAPE website, register today, and you can attend Jason's session as part of that Saturday of the conference. Thanks so much for your time, Jason. Thank you so much to Ali and Jason for sharing an insight into their state conference sessions with us today. If you'd like to book for those sessions, jump on the VAPE website for more details. As always, rate, review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. If you've got some ideas for material we can cover, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social media or email me at educationofficer at Stay safe.